Hey everybody, this is Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor here. I'm very excited today because I've got a first for the podcast. I have not only a friend, you've heard me talk to a lot of my friends, but somebody who is a member of a fifth generation bed maker. That's right. The founder family of Hastins is with us today. As many of you know, um, I sleep on a Hastins and I'm very happy with it. And so I'd like to introduce you today to the founder, founding family member of the company. And he's going to tell us a whole lot about this really pretty amazing company, what they think about sleep and how they've made an incredible bed for over 150 years. Everybody give a big round of applause and welcome to Mr. Jan Ride. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for uh, for having me. Thank you. It is our pleasure to have you on. You know, I like to start the show off by asking people kind of a personal question, which is about their sleep. So I'm going to jump right in. Jan, tell us all, are you a good sleeper or maybe a not so good sleeper? <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of the time, I don't really reflect on the sleep, but I, I, I measure That's my good. sleep. <laughs> I measure my sleep and uh, I notice sometimes when I don't sleep in my bed, uh, it, it, the rating, sleep efficiency, everything goes uh, really, really crappy, depending on, on the bed, of course. So <laughs> uh, I'm, we, we are on a mission. So I, I feel good that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that well, we do so, what so we you're do. actually the prime example, right? You don't sleep well if you're not sleeping in the Hastings. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> right? feel, I feel also, I, feel, I mean, everything mm-hmm. gets destroyed, you know, uh, when waking up in, in a hotel with less or very less good beds, it's, it just destroys, <laughs> it destroys the workday. It is so tough. It is so, so personally, how has sleep made a difference in your life? Have, did you ever struggle with sleep? Did you ever have a family member struggle with sleep? Like what, what about sleep is, has to do with you and how has it had any effect on you personally? I mean, I know you're in the business of sleep, but more on the personal side. Yeah. Well, never when I grew up, I, I noticed because uh, I, I'm happily married and my uh, wife, um, We've been together for eleven years, and she she wants to have late dinners, and, and uh, <laughs> you know I I'm um, I'm not really into late dinners, so 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 I struggle when I have late dinners, uh, and uh, my sleep get affected by that. Uh, so uh, I have to tell her, you know, I sorry I can't. <laughs> I'm the boring guy who goes to bed at ten o'clock instead. <laughs> You know what? Going to bed at ten o'clock, it can be actually a very healthy, right? I mean, as as we both know, and as you've you've learned, and and we've worked together, you know, that level of health and going to bed at a consistent time makes a lot of sense for people. So when when I know a little bit more now about how you feel about sleep, but how does Hastens sort of as a company uh, address the idea of the importance? Of sleep. How do you guys say to your? How do you guys say to yourselves, to your customers? You know, we think that sleep is important. Uh, well, it's it's our passion. We we are on uh, this mission, and uh, I'm the fifth generation. So it was my uh, grandfather's grandfather, Paralf Jansson, who founded the company twenty second of March, eighteen hundred fifty two. And wait, eighteen fifty two. 1852 yes wow yes sir that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> so and, and um, we believe in what we do and we believe that uh, sleep is uh, well 
we are humble. We don't say it's the most important thing, but we believe sleep is definitely one of the highest important. And for, and for us, the, it's everything we do. Uh, and we believe also that people, if they know how important sleep is, they, they prioritize their bed. So we are this non-compromising, we have uh, this master tradition and thinking of, of uh, whatever we can do uh, to create as good bed as possible for, for people. And that, that's what we do. It makes a lot of sense too. I mean, here's the thing. You guys have been around since you said 1850, you said? 52. So yes. <laughs> 1852. So that makes you guys how old? Like 160 years old? Yeah, almost 170 years. Oh my gosh. One, yeah. I didn't do the math well. Almost 170 <laughs> years old. So what I like about that is you and your company have a historical knowledge right? You have all of that history of making beds and trying different materials and trying different things. And and what I liked about what you just said, which I 100% agree with, is that you're uncompromising. That is the best part. You know, with mattresses and bed makers and people like that out there today, they change all the time, right? They try this new material, they try that new material, whatever the marketing spin is of the week, but Haston's doesn't seem to do that, right? Haston seems to have a very set path. Help us understand a little bit more about the history of that path. And and I think you guys were the first people to ever make a bed frame. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we we, uh, me, we made beds uh, the way you see them now. Uh, more than uh, we don't really know how old, but when we we search, we we, we have our bookkeeping. It, it's uh, from the 1800s uh, where we made beds. And, and we actually also did um, a survey in Sweden to find uh, where's the oldest Heston's bed. And, and of course, we don't, rec- we don't recommend people having <laughs> the bed that long. But uh, we found, uh, first of all, we found more than 2,000 beds that were more than 50 years old and, and wow. still in use. And the oldest were bed that were made my, by my grandfather's father, uh, 1902. Oh and uh, <laughs> so that makes it uh, 118 years right now. And, and we right. wanted to buy that bed because we uh, right. have it in our museum, you know, because uh, it was still in use. But, but uh, the owner, also fifth generation owner, uh, they didn't want to sell it because they, <laughs> they know they had the oldest testaments, you know. And, and um, this is just an example how how long lasting our product can be. But but we of course recommend anyway that you look because we improve. <laughs> we, we 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 live on on improving the quality of our beds. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because like people now that are making beds or trying things that you guys tried like, you know, 20 years ago and realized, hey, that's that doesn't work very well, you know, and so that's that's what I love about about the product as, as well as just so many different aspects of it. So, I mean, give me a little bit of understanding, like why did your is it great, great, great grandfather say, hey, I, I want to start a bed company is that is that how the whole thing happened and where did it all happen and also for people out there they may not recognize your accent so you might want to tell them where you're from okay <laughs> I, i'm from sweden and uh, my uh, great 
how do you say it? My grandfather's grandfather, he grew up uh, in the early 1800s uh, and Sweden was very poor. And he also grew up in a very poor uh, circumstances. So he found out that the people that could make a really good living were true masters of a craft. So he uh, became uh, first an apprentice and then he he also became a master saddler. And at the, a this, saddler, so people who make saddles for horses? Yeah, leather work, uh, saddles, uh, mm-hmm. leather bags, so, and all that. Oh, so leather bags, yeah, like saddle bags, saddles. So like very intricate artisan type of work. Yeah, and pretty much um, the same as you you would imagine Hermesis today, leather work and all that. Um, and uh, for a master saddler in, in, in Sweden by that time, it was also... Uh, the people who made the mattresses, the really high quality mattresses, uh, and 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 uh, what we could call beds, because uh, spring system started to come into this also a few years later. So the beds, spring mattresses, and, and really good sleep product have been part of this um, uh, since then. And and then of course um, it was still a master saddler. So what, what happened, uh, you know, in the early 1900s, uh, the car entered <laughs> and this master saddler was, of course, the first in the village to have a car. So oh, they, no. <laughs> they discovered... Talk about innovation taking over your business, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, at that time, we had to focus. And we, uh, we are very fortunate because uh, my grandfather and his father focused the business on beds. So uh, keep having the core of, uh, and, and the core have been with us to uh, since the very first generation, because he, as a master, wanted to give value to people. So we see this a little more, even spiritually, it, it's both the highest product, but it's also uh, giving value because uh, we believe the value is more than just the product it is actually who we are uh, in the company that we uh, we treat human beings in a way uh, that if they have a product from us it doesn't matter if it's 10 20 or 50 years old they they are part of the family I can tell you that I personally feel that from all of your staff. Um, I've had the unique opportunity to meet many, actually, I think on most of the, at least US-based um, Hastings people and salespeople. And it's just, it, it is, that's the thing. It's, it's your part of the family. I mean, everybody is like, hey, Michael, how's it going? How do you like your bed? Um, and, you know, it's, it's really like fun group of people to sort of hang out and talk to. Now, you made an interesting distinction, Jan, and I want to make that distinction for my audience. You, you talked about how when springs were brought into the foundational aspects of the bed that we change and we don't call it a mattress any longer. We call it a bed. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that because I feel like that's one of the defining characteristics of a Hastings product. Yeah, and uh, you know, in many countries, in most countries, uh, there have been a transition in how we use the words also. Uh, and and uh, for us, and, and, and uh, words define, and of course, we, we are very clear how we define a really good bed. Uh, but uh, to, to simplify it, a mattress is something you lie on. 
but the bed is something you sleep in. And, and, and so, so, so a real bed, it, it comforts you, it takes care of you, it embraces you, it, it's, it's your personal friend, uh, you know, um, uh, some of our customers uh, said it's it's like floating in the Hasna's bed, and you can't really tell, it, 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 provided you, you choose the right furnace and the right bed, you can't tell where you begin or the bed uh, begin and where you end uh, when the bed is right. It's so, you, you, you just lie down in it and, and literally fall, fall asleep very fast. Yeah, it makes a big difference, you know. I, I think, and I think a lot of people out there don't know this, but um, for many of the uh, mattresses that are out there, they don't actually have box springs much any longer. And so there's what they call it is a foundation, and that's just pieces of wood. You could just as easily put your mattress on a platform bed as you would on a foundation. But what Hastens does is something incredibly different. They actually put springs inside what used to be called the box spring, um, at least here in the United States, and that adds adds to the pressure relief, um, that adds to the support for the spinal alignment, and that also adds to the comfort. It, it's pretty interesting when you start to get into the, you know, the science of beds and bedding. Um, I, I really, I'm, I, I think that's interesting. We're going to get back to that because I want to ask you a couple more very specific questions about the bed itself. But I mean, you're a fifth generation Haston's uh, family member. To be honest, was this always kind of your idea? Did you say to yourself, like, I can't wait to make beds? You know, like, what, what, what were you thinking growing up? Like, oh gosh, gotta go in the family biz. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yes, yeah, like many kids, you know, um, I, I wanted to do my 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 own stuff. So, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, when you were young, when you were really young. I don't really know, but of course, my, my father was a role model. Uh, I guess right. he he. he uh, I think he, he he seduced me at least on an unco <laughs> unconscious level. Uh, but uh, you know, as a teenager, I I, I couldn't wait to move uh, to another city. You know, <laughs> study at the university. I took my master of science degree, and and I also was a doctorate candidate. But that, oh. the, then one day I was home visiting the family company and I saw this uh, 19 year old girl. I was 25 and I saw this mm. be beautiful girl and I said to myself, wow, this family company is interesting. <laughs> so so I, fe I, I fell in love and, and moved back. And uh, of course, my first focus were with that woman. Uh, right. <laughs> so we got together, we got married, we got four kids together. Uh, Amazing. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a love story that brought it, me it, back. Uh, definitely. It is a love story. That's so cool. I mean, if you think about it, it's like that also kind of represents your feelings with Hastens as well. I mean, when you and I have these conversations, you're so passionate about the product and you're so passionate about the quality and you're so passionate, you know, about all of the aspects, like it's got to work, it's got to be right, it's got to do all of these things. And now I'm starting to understand, it's it. your love from Hastings was literally built on passion. It yeah, it, it, it's all about love. It, it's still, uh, um, I, I'm happily divorced now, I have a new wife, but uh, it, it, it in, in at least in, in Hastings, we, we are a company of love because um, it, it is of pure love. Um, maybe we are a little strange, but we believe we have to have a 
spiritual base to make really good product. I, when I say spiritual, I mean uh, it's more than than just the physical product that goes into the product. And, and uh, to explain it more, it, it's it's the really the love and care. Uh, and also understanding of, of, of other human beings. So we can, uh, when we create and when we improve in product development, we know that we, we do this because we have the belief that we make we make a difference for other people. And, and that makes us walk the extra mile, that makes us improve what's really good anyway but we, we know we can make it even better uh, and, and, and the, that, that drives us that's amazing so you know i have to ask because you've just put out a product that you have made better this grand vividus what an amazing amazing product tell us a little tell us about the process so how does haston say okay now it's time to make a new product and then how do you decide and kind of walk us through this vividus process with the designers it sounds so fascinating yeah. <laughs> so 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 one part is that we do product development all the time and, and but that goes into every existing product. So, so we actually ask ourselves uh, on a continuous basis. We have monthly product development meetings. So, so we have cycles that improves all of our products, at least on a bi-yearly. Uh, they get a little better. They, uh, most of the time, they look the same on the outside, but we improve something. Uh, so for example, our best-selling uh, uh, really premium bed, the Hestens 2000T. Uh, the first version of that came in 1978. So that means that we have, even though it was awesome from the start, we have improved it for 42 more years. So um, that means that it, it, it's perfected and getting better and better uh, th there's no upper limit of how perfect the bed can be for us. We, we keep improving it. Uh, you know what it seems like, Jan? It seems like these beds are like your children. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that you keep, because you keep showing them love every year. Like, you know, with my kids, like we have kids, but they're never done, right? We're always helping them, teaching them as parents and things like that. I feel like that your products, your your beds are really your children and you're constantly upgrading them and making them better and better. This is amazing. Okay, so how did we get to this grand vivid? This is <laughs> yes. unbelievable. And then, of course, we listen to consumers and, and we have plenty of them that are buying our beds and then they call in, either directly speak to us or to our partners and, and they, they, they tell stories that uh, of everything I have in my house, of everything I own, the Heston's bed is the bed I love. That's the product I love the most. And then they buy one more. And when we hear stories like that, and also we have consumers that buy <laughs> the, the best bed we have, and then they tell us, if you come, if you ever develop an even better bed, <laughs> I want that too. So, so, uh, and, and by that time, we, we had uh, the Vividus uh, that we also have improved, but we launched 2006. So, so uh, it, and now it's 2020. So uh, some years ago, we, we started to think maybe it's time for us 
to because now we know enough uh, we know even more how we could make an even better bed and, and of course you have to be a connoisseur to <laughs> to really go into what, what's the level and and also that we have a customer base uh, we have existing clients that that already have all these beds so we know we have a demand for this uh, completely awesome bed uh, and uh, we, we also in this case have a relationship with, with uh, an awesome uh, architect designer Ferris Raffaoli so uh, it, it, it's kind of a marriage between uh, our relentless uh, strive for perfection and also Ferris Raffaoli's um, his sense for the ultra luxury and, and his sense for creating uh, a masterpiece, uh, a piece of art. So, so this is. Uh, the first time, or, or we, we can say that uh, not only is, is this uh, a timeless piece of investment, it, it's a piece of art. It, it's more than a bad. And that, that's, the, that's the easiest way to explain the Grand Bibles. Yeah, there's no question about it. And it's one of those things that you have to see or lie on to really understand it. Because, you know, when you think about it and you talk about it, and of course, it's got a, a pretty hefty price tag on it. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, how could that, how could that make any sense? But I always tell people the same thing. I'm like, go check it out. Like the, you can go lie on it. Nobody has a problem with you lying on it and checking it out. You'll, you will be pleasantly surprised about the, the artisanship. I mean, it takes almost 600 hours. Is that correct? To, to make the Grand Vividus? Yeah. More, more than 600 hours. And, 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 and uh, what you're saying, um, no picture can make it justice. Uh, I remember when we had an event showing it for uh, 60 people uh, the first time. And uh, when, when uh, we draw the curtain so they can see it, uh, all these grown-up people, uh, they, they were standing like just looking at the bed uh, 10 feet away from the bed right. and they, 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 they didn't dare to go closer to it and, and, <laughs> and, and they like, said get on the bed they, they were slowly getting closer and it, it is that beautiful piece of art and and i think it took three or four minutes then i had to uh, i had the microphone so i just told them you you are allowed to touch the bed <laughs> and then you can see grown-up men and women you know very very slowly <laughs> right. you know we're, we're touching the bed it, it's that um, I've never seen or experienced uh, how something like a bed can take the breath away. Like uh, it's like a magical product. It, it's really quite interesting, and you know, I wanted to focus on that for a second because I don't think a lot of people might understand that. But you know, when you're building a business and creating a product and things like that, the one of the biggest goals is you know repeat customers and people loving the brand and getting value from the brand and understanding the mission behind your brand. You know, the the customer loyalty that you guys have is unbelievable. Yeah. And to be fair, you you work with some of the wealthiest people in the world. You work with some of the highest celebrities but there are also people out there that that aren't buying you know hundred thousand dollar 
products, but fit nicely into a fifteen thousand yeah, dollar yeah. um, product as well. So you seem to have quite a, a a wide swath of people who really seem to enjoy uh, your product, and that I think has a lot to do with it as well. Um, what are some of the more common challenges that you think that um, people at Hastings are trying to solve for people with with sleep related issues? Is it is it you know you and I always talk about this idea of sleep posture, right? Of putting people in the right space so that their spine gets aligned and they get comfortable and things like that. I know that's a big priority, but it, yeah. it feels like I don't know with Hastings. It feels like there's almost a spiritual aspect to the product. It's like when you get in one of these things, it's like you just chill out, relax and can be yourself. Help me understand how Hastings has been able to accomplish this. Well, for, for us, it, it's mostly very easy as long as we um, we can get people to take the time to test the bed. I mean... Uh, That's it. I, 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 I would advise people, set aside two hours. I, I mean, of mm -hmm. course you can buy a bed in 15 minutes or 10 minutes, but... Uh, why would you uh, set aside two, two hours? It, it might only take half an hour, an hour, but schedule two hours uh, in the in, in store because after 15 minutes, you start to understand how good the bed is. And, and uh, if you give yourself that hour, you're investing, uh, or two hours, you're investing the rest of your life, you know, with better health, better everything. It, it is amazing to me. You know, I've had several people um, where I've said that to them. They're like, I just don't get it. You know, how can, you know, people buy beds that are that expensive and things like that? One of the things I said to somebody is I said to them, I said, well, what kind of car do you drive? And they said, well, I drive a BMW. And I said, oh, that, that's a nice car. That's like a, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 car. I said, how many hours a day do you use your car? And they said, mm, grand total, maybe one. I was like, so let me get this straight. So you're you're saying that somebody shouldn't spend a decent amount of money on a bed that they lie on for eight hours a night, or maybe six, or maybe seven, but a lot, a much longer period of time than they're you know in their BMW. And you're telling me that that doesn't make sense to spend that kind of money. Like that never made sense to me. You know, I think what what you said that makes the most sense to me, Jan, is it's really about your health, and it's about the experience right? It's a completely different experience. People can go out and buy mattresses. You're right. They can buy them in five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, go online, whatever you want to do. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. That There are plenty of products out there for people like that. But if you're really interested in health and you're really interested in, and I, I, I want to highlight this, it's almost like this Swedish lifestyle. Every single person that I meet at your company is relaxed. It's unbelievable. Everybody's just calm and, and, and everybody takes their time with things. You know, we in the U.S., we're too rushed. We're running and we're doing and we're all over the place. I need to take more lessons from you guys and kind of learn more the Hastings way. Because let me tell you something, I sleep great yeah, <laughs> on yeah. my Hastings bed, <laughs> you know, and, and it's really starting to influence me. T tell us a little bit more of that, that spa lifestyle. Because I know in the US, we were talking about, you've uh, come up with this idea of a sleep spa and things of that nature. So tell us more about that, that sort of Swedish lifestyle and how that has kind of been brought into the product. I don't know if we, it's all over Sweden, but uh, we sure have uh, maybe sometimes more of a calmness. But inside our company, it's, it's um, we are aware that if we can have really fun, if we can have 
fill ourselves with all all the joy and bliss and, and uh, peace we, we do much more much better job so it, it's um, I would explain it a little more like the being uh, a master craftsman um, because to be a master and to do really good work the first thing to learn is is to slow down you you have to uh, slow down and and uh, be thinking of what you're doing. To uh, you have to slow down so you can be creative. And, and uh, um, I love that you have to slow down to be great. That makes sense. I think it's the same for all um, creators on on the planet. That that. Uh, Although at some point, of course, speed matters. It's not, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, but uh, you there are time for both, uh, and, and it's so important for for people to to slow down. And I, I think you have uh, the same, let's say, love and peace, uh, even. Uh, in the United States, in in some companies, <laughs> because uh, we were very fortunate. We visited uh, Apple in Cupertino, uh, the Apple Park, and and we inside the Apple Park, we could sense, uh, wow, this is uh, so peaceful. It's uh, really magical, peaceful, and we sense the love and and care, um, and uh, and. and um, uh, it's I, amazing. Yeah, it it really is. You know, when I think because I think so many people don't understand that. Like people look at the Hastings brand and they say, "Wow, big price tag must be a big corporate, you know, structure, and everybody's all about money and corporation and things like that." And it's really the opposite. Um, is what I've discovered is I feel like Hastings is a lot about family. I think Hastings is a lot about value, and I think Hastings is a lot about health. That's the things that that I've gotten um, not only from this interview but from having the the very great opportunity of working um, with you guys so uh, last question of the day um, is you know what do you do throughout the day to maintain your energy because you're always going man like every time I talk to you you're like hey let's do this let's do you know like you're always on the go what do you do to keep your energy I know it's a good night's sleep I get that part in a Haston's bed but if you if you've got any secrets that you want to share with us having been a sleep master now for 150 years what what are some of the secrets that you now know uh, well, I don't know if my secret has to do with sleep, but it has to do with with uh, the mission. Uh, to uh, I wake up in the morning. I don't have an alarm clock because uh, I, I long ago told myself sleep is important. I wake up when I wake up, and and uh, the energy probably comes uh, because uh, we have this mission to uh, it's not about the products it's about making the world a better place every day is about serving in this case serving you and, and, and the people in this podcast serving other people helping them um, be happier uh, more joyful more peaceful, having a more um, abundant, uh, happier life. I mean, if I can make one person 
happier today than, than I, I, I sleep uh, sleep really well and, and, and I, I don't need to that. I don't need to know that but uh, uh, that's what uh, you know that gives me energy that's amazing I mean you get your energy from your passion your passion is helping give value to people in a literally five, what 170 year old company and you're still going strong Jan I can't thank you enough for being such an amazing guest on the podcast today. Thank you for telling us your story. Thank you for for allowing us to hear the story of Hastings and your and your personal um, sort of journey through this whole thing. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, and if people want to learn more about the Has about Hastings and the Hastings products, where can they go? Also, to let everybody know, I wrote an amazing piece about my experience on a Hastings. Check it out on the blog. But if you want to check out their website, Jan, where can people learn more? Well, we, we have a website, Hastings.com. So, so you're most welcome. Or, or visit the yeah. Hastings store. Thank you so much. Yeah, so it's H-A-S-T-E-N-S, Hastens.com. Super luxurious, very interesting, great product mix. I definitely want you to go check it out. So everybody, thank you so much. And thank you, Jan, for your time today and really opening up and letting us know so much about the Hastens company. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. So that was one of the most interesting interviews I've done, actually, I think ever, and I'll tell you why. Because I really wasn't expecting to learn so much about Jan and who he is and how how his person is in this brand, how he cares so much and how the whole Hastings family is really about value and about sleep and about health. It's It was really quite impressive. I mean, Think about it like this. This is a company that's been making a product for over 150 years, 170 years, I think it is. Um, and they know more about it than literally anybody else. So all of that knowledge is coming in through and the constant innovation of all of their products. I mean, it looks like they put out a product about once every 15 years or so. And um, But there's constant innovation being done every single year on their current product set. And that's very unique. Most companies, they make it and then they forget about it. And then they just build something new. Hastings doesn't do that. Hastings really it, it, they are his children, I guess. Um, he doesn't forget about any of them. And uh, he keeps them all uh, up to date, well-educated, all the things that a good parent would do for sure. Um, again, I do sleep on a Haston's bed um, and um, I get a great night's sleep. I wrote a great blog about it. If you have an interest, go check it out on my blog. But uh, this is an interesting group and a really interesting product. So now I wanted to take a, a moment and go to the mailbag. So, you know, we have a lot of questions that people bring into the show, and I'm always excited to answer them. It's actually one of my favorite parts of the show, although I do love the interview part. So I've got three different questions today, all actually very different questions. Um, the first one actually comes... Uh, from Susie in Saskatchewan. Yes, I know Susie in Saskatchewan sounds like a made up name, but it's not. And she writes, during COVID, my kids seem to be on their phones more and more and sleeping less and less. Is that just my kids? What's what's going on here, Dr. Bruce? So what's really interesting, if you start to take a look at it, is that in fact, there are a lot of of kids who are using their cell phones more and more. An interesting study came, let's see, out of the University of Seville, um, and it's published in the uh, journal called Sustainability. And what they discovered was that kids are spending 
um, inordinate amount of times on their phone. So historically, it was six hours a day during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and quarantine. It's gone up to eight hours a day and in some cases, 10 hours a day. So no, you're not wrong. Your children are definitely on their phones more. It turns out that if you have a child that is very sedentary, not particularly athletic, that actually makes it even worse. And they have a tendency to use their phone even more so. So if you do have one of those kids, I have a particularly not athletic child. Um, see if you can get them to go for a walk. See if you can get them to take the dog out. See if you can just get them to do something athletic. Because we know that sitting on the phones and that sedentary lifestyle is not good for them for their health and their sleep. One of the things that the study also found was increased cell phone use, decreased overall sleep, and not just the amount of sleep, but the quality of the sleep as well. So yes, Susie from Saskatchewan, I have to tell you something. You're not alone, uh, but there are some things that you can do. Uh, one of the things that we do is we do a media curfew. So 90 minutes before bed, I ask my kids to turn off their media and believe it or not, they actually do comply. We find different things for them to be able to do before bed. And I have a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old, so that's not necessarily always the easiest thing to do. The second thing I ask them to do is I ask them to do some form of meditation or relaxation at night before bed. Remember, all of the blue light from the cell phones is not going to be good. So of course, I'm having them wear blue light blocking glasses, but also meditating and just chilling out before bed. Remember, sleep is not an on-off switch. It's more like slowly pulling your foot off the gas and slowly putting your foot on the brake. Good luck, Susie. Next is David from Denver. I know this is crazy, right? I've got two of these alliterations in a row, but David from Denver wrote, when is somebody going to come up with a better alternative to a CPAP mask? I'm so tired of my mask. So David, actually, there's something kind of interesting going on. So there's two really cool things that have happened in the CPAP universe um, this year. One of them is that there's been continued funding of a mini PAP. So this is one that literally hangs from your nose. It's about the size of a matchbox. And it literally, there's no tubes, there's nothing. It's just these little fans and it blows up and into your nose. Now this came out, I mean, I'm talking like five or six years ago. Everybody was so excited about it, but nobody could quite figure it out. Well, there's been a recent news story that says that their funding is continuing and they feel as though they're going to be coming out with a product soon. So I want you to think about that. But also there's something else that's kind of cool that's been going on. Uh, a company called ResMed has introduced a topographical way that they can actually scan your face and then 3D print your mask. I mean, talk about using tech in a smart way. This sounds amazing to me. Um, I haven't had any patients try it yet, but I'm hopefully looking forward to them doing so. And then, of course, everybody needs to remember that even if CPAP isn't for you, there are oral appliances, many on the marketplace that work quite, quite well. Also, there are a ton of different masks. So just because you think CPAP might not be working for you, you may want to try some of the other masks. There are several companies that have got some amazing mask technology out there that I think you might find useful. Remember, undiagnosed CPAP, um, I'm sorry, undiagnosed apnea, um, can actually have some dramatic, dramatic health consequences for you. So if you think that you might have apnea, but you've been avoiding it because you don't want to wear the mask, it's probably not the best idea and you may not have to. Our third question actually comes from Lauren in Scottsdale, Arizona, and she put, 
I see that weighted blankets are everywhere. Is there any new information about them that's been coming out? Because all I know is I seem to see them everywhere I go. So Lauren, you're actually not too far off. Believe it or not, a study came out a couple of weeks ago. But yes, there is a ton of weighted blankets out there. As many of you know, I work with rated weighted blanket company Remzy, R-E-M-Z-Y, where we actually have an amazing weighted blanket. But there was a new study that came out of Sweden. And this was, I found this in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine for you, Lauren. And uh, they took 120 patients and they randomized them to either a weighted metal chain blanket or a light plastic chain blanket for four weeks. So basically the same thing, one had weight, one didn't have weight. And the conclusions were that the weighted blankets were an effective and safe intervention for some of the insomnia patients with major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So what does that mean? That means weighted blankets appear to work well in the mental health population that also has a sleep problem. So remember, when we were looking at weighted blankets previously, it was kind of general to everyone. And we said, oh, there's at least one study to show that it seems to lower uh, people's anxiety and help them fall asleep. Well, now what this data is telling us is that, in fact, there are specific populations that this product will work very well on, and those appear to be the mental health population. So that was a pretty interesting group of questions. Thank you all for sending in your questions. And of course, if you've got a question, I'm dying to hear it. If you would, go ahead and email me at dr.breus at thesleepdoctor.com and maybe you will get your question read or, or answered rather here on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you know anyone you think might have a fascinating sleep story and make for a tremendous guest, please send me an email at drbruce at thesleepdoctor.com. That's D-R-B-R-E-U-S at thesleepdoctor.com. If you want more information, feel free to visit my website, thesleepdoctor.com. I hope you learned something new to help you live better. Until next time, sweet dreams.